Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome back after an amazing weekend. We spent the weekend in southern New Mexico. Uh, had a great time there with the churches in the community of, uh, we were in Capitan, New Mexico, but there were lots of people from all over New Mexico, Capitan, mm-hmm. New Mexico. I don't know if I said Mexico, it was New Mexico. People from all over New Mexico and Texas, by the way, that came up to our Liberty Summit, which is an entire weekend of teaching. And we are uh, very happy to have been able to come and teach the people our Liberty Summit. Here's just some pictures from our Liberty Summit so you can see. Let's see. There we go. Let's go ahead and share it like that. You can see uh, the group there. There's uh, me teaching. Um, That's an amazing picture because this lady is she holds office. But she also filed a lawsuit based on what we learned, what she learned from us and won. So she laminated a copy of the judge's order and gave it to us. I'm, I'm going to go over it next week sometime so you guys can see what it, it's all about. But Running for lieutenant governor. Yes, she is. She held office and now she's running for lieutenant governor. I like that New Mexico runs lieutenant governor on a separate ticket. I think yep. that every state should do that. Golden is her last name. And here is the uh, another picture of us teaching. There's JC teaching. Uh, and this was the Liberty Summit. We went from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the midst, JC, of a hailstorm. <laughs> yeah, a moment there was a hailstorm. There were two hailstorms that day. That was pretty amazing. Hey, let me show you this. This is something that I learned while I was researching for, to teach the New Mexico Constitution. So 48% of all New Mexico COVID, it's actually 48.7%. So if you're rounding up, it should be 49, mm-hmm. is in three counties. And New Mexico has only 0.6% of all COVID in America. And yet the place, the people run around in, in, in many places in New Mexico with the spirit of fear, um, you know, terrified to have people without masks on. And it's just, I don't know, the whole thing is just crazy. I think when you move that screen, we went a little dark. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. So I just thought I'd mention to you because I know how you are. JC likes to have perfect lighting and perfect sound. <laughs> mm, not really. So here, just uh, you can find this on Facebook Instagram and LinkedIn, all my accounts. And you can see, you can share this. This is a truth that you need to see. Look, three counties, and yet the entire state is still under lockdown. And look, the only place a virus will thrive in the New Mexico climate is in your mask. The place is way too hot and way too dry for a virus to survive out in the open. Now, we have some breaking news today, JC. Um, We're going to talk today 
just so everybody knows, we are going to talk today about is Kamala Harris really POTUS or Kamala Harris as POTUS, <laughs> Kamala Harris as a POTUS. But before that, there's some breaking news here in Florida that I wanted to share with everybody because I know how people, <clears throat> I know how they get, and I know how media gets, and I know how hopeful people get. Uh, and I know the media is not going to give you the full-on facts about this, so I don't want this thing spun whoo, way out of control before we have a chance to look at it. Now, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signs a bill to stop censorship of Floridians by big tech. And this is actually uh, going to add statutes to the Florida Constitution. It's I have, I have it right here. It's 22 pages. As you can see, I've gone through it and I've made my little notes and I've researched all the statutes and everything that went in. I boiled down to about a page and three quarters of notes, just so I can tell it to you rather rapidly. So this is going to amend the uh, antitrust section of Florida statutes, which is Title 33, Regulation of Trade, Commerce, Investments, and Solicitations, which should make JC very happy because it, he has always said that, that this stuff about the... Um, Social media should be an antitrust thing, right? So that's basically what it is, is it uh, it adds to the antitrust. But you know what else it does, JC? It adds a section to Title IX of Florida statutes, which is campaign financing. Mm. Isn't that pretty crazy? It adds a section that says that any social media that, that, uh, that, provides free advertisement for a candidate running for office must submit a receipt of the equal um, the equivalent of money dollars to the campaign to report to the Department of Campaign Finance in Florida. Hmm. So that's that's probably my favorite section in there to begin with because I think, that part of the biggest problem with social media is how they are interfering with elections and they're getting away with making donation in kind that you and I would never be able to, to do in ourselves. So let me just tell you straight off what this bill does not do. This does not provide the means for people who have already been deplatformed to sue. So this does not, if you've already been deplatformed, this does not give you the means to sue uh, social media. If you want to sue social media for deplatforming, then you're going to have to do it as a contract, a lease agreement violation. That's not going to apply here. But what this does is it sets up a standard for operation for all platforms of this nature to provide certain services. And then if they do not provide those services, then 
they will not be a uh, then they will be subject to being sued. They will be subject to prosecution by the state attorney general for anti-trade antitrust trade violations. Uh, not only that, they also will be placed on what they call an antitrust violator vendor list. So once somebody, the bill establishes the conditions that social media can be found guilty of antitrust violations, it establishes that the attorney general does the prosecuting, and it says that it does not apply to any contracts awarded to the government before July 1st, 2021. But it says anyone who has been, who has been convicted of an antitrust violation has to be put on this antitrust violator vendor list. And then anybody on the antitrust violator vendor list cannot lawfully contract with the government or obtain any grants or services from the government. Now, this is the, this really, this part that I'm talking about the antitrust violations and the antitrust violator vending list is really the majority of this legislation. I don't think that's unusual, by the way, from my experience yeah. back, you know, in the military and looking at contracts and vendors of yeah. different things. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's not unusual. And it's, and it's written pretty well, actually. It establishes the means by which someone who's placed on the vendor list can challenge being on the vendor list, mm -hmm. the means by which they can be removed from the vendor list. If that's, you know, if they've been unlawfully placed on the vendor list. And so it's a pretty comprehensive due process kind of thing. It doesn't prevent this corporation or these people from contracting blanketly, but it just says they can't contract with the government and they can't receive grants or services from the government. Mm -hmm. But it does establish pretty specifically who can sue and then very vaguely who can sue. I mean, it's really kind of a strange thing. So my, my only concern from a a constitutional standpoint on this piece of legislation is whenever you have legislation written that's vague and overbroad, then you have a challenge to it. So it establishes who can sue. Now, the people who can sue, right, so there'll be a criminal antitrust violation and then establishes that these two classes of people can engage in a civil action. Class number one is somebody called a journalistic enterprise. Mm -hmm. And a journalistic enterprise is someone doing business in Florida that publishes in excess of 100,000 words available online with at least 50,000 paid subscribers or 100,000 monthly active users. Hmm. Uh, someone who publishes 100 hours of audio or video available online with at least 100 million viewers annually and operates or operates a cable channel that provides more than 40 hours of content per week, more than 100,000 Cablevision subscribers, operates under a broadcast license issued by the Federal Communications Commission. Or somebody who's called a user. Okay. A user is someone who resides in or is domiciled in the state and who has an account on a social media platform 
regardless of whether the person posts or has posted content or material to the social media platform. Interesting. So you have this very, very specifically defined, very limited defined entity in journalistic enterprise. And then you have a user where a user can sue even if they've never made a post. So I'm looking at the grounds upon which somebody can sue, which is also identified in this statute. And I'm wondering, how in the world do you find a way to sue if for discrimination for censorship of your posts if you've never actually made a post? Yeah, that's interesting. So that wording there was very interesting. I would like to talk to the legislator who who drafted or the lobbyist or the the aide that drafted that little section and try to figure out, you know, what exactly they meant by that. Hmm. But I think the biggest thing that you're going to have to know about this and be careful about in the media, because I know people with JC are really, really looking uh, to control this kind of media. Now, there are some things within this legislation that I didn't ca- cover in my little summary that sort of really, really concern me. Oh. Um, There's, I suggest, so to your question, so he's, uh, I says, if your username is Dementia Joe is a Nazi. Mm-hmm. So that's, you could oh, maybe not what? be posed and then they say, right. Oh, you can't you, say stuff you can't, like that. You can't. Right. Gotcha. 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 So listen to this, JC. This is now you'll see this. If you can see this page, you see all my little marks on this page. This is the page that makes Chris Ann go, huh? Okay. It says social media platforms have been transformed into the new public town square. That is a very concerning piece of language considering a public town square is constitutionally defined as something that is paid for and maintained with tax dollars. Right. So now what they're asserting is that a social media platform that is funded and maintained by private money is now a public town square. Which is very, very concerning to me from a private property interest. So I don't care how much you hate social media. I don't care how much you hate uh, Zucker Schmuck or whatever. This is a very, very concerning clause when you're dealing under the realm of private property. And of course, this is, we've been hearing this over and over again. They say social media platforms have become as important for conveying public opinion as public utilities are for supporting modern society. Let me, let me ask you a question. If, if that, if that sort of thing, let's say the courts, Florida Supreme Court, or even all the way up finds that it essentially throws it throws mm-hmm. this out because of that. Yeah. Um, where where would that put someone who's filed a lawsuit? I mean, are, are you you're basically going to waste a lot of you could waste a lot of money. You could spend a lot of money and get to the end, and the courts say, you know, that's no, this is not well, constitutional. It, it I mean, depends. You, oh yeah, sort of here, stuck yeah. Hold in the bag. Yeah, you will be if if it's found if this. Well, here's the thing. 
they have a severability clause in there. Mm -hmm. So if they knock out line four on page 20, uh, page three, uh -huh. then it doesn't negate the whole bill. Okay. So if they lock out nine, knock out line four, five, and six of page three, then it doesn't negate the whole bill because you don't have to be a public town square to have a legitimate antitrust issue. As a matter of fact, antitrust issues are not for government. Right. They're for company and for companies. And so this is, I think that, four, five, and six. That's actually a peculiar contra contradiction. Exactly. And if I were working for social media, I would point out how can you prosecute me for antitrust and call me government at the same time, yeah. right? So this is a t this is a dangerous contradiction. Not only this, this is the worst part. As if that's not bad enough. Line six, page three. Social media platforms hold a unique place in preserving First Amendment protections for all Floridians and should be treated similarly to common carriers. Like phone companies. Yeah. But here's the thing. First Amendment protections are there to protect you from government censoring you. Yeah. First, so you don't have a First Amendment right in somebody's private property. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean now? Does that mean if I am a business that the government classifies as a place of public accommodation, I now have to allow you to step inside my business and protest? Because this is the kind of precedent that this is going to establish. So this, this is very, very bad language in here. And then they use words like unfair and bad faith. And whenever you do that, unfair, I mean, that's that's really a socialist kind of word, unfair. It's unjust, maybe, maybe um, contrary to law right. would be better. Yeah, that's the problem. Right? You, something like that, you would. It seems like that's it's an undefined term. Exactly. Somebody's opinion. Social media platforms that unfairly censor. Well, if it's what about is, what fairness, is fair censorship? yeah. So if it's about fairness, if it's then unfair. why did you spend a whole page and a half telling us exactly what they had to do? And if they violated those things, they would be violating antitrust. So why not say social media platforms that censor contrary to section blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so but this whole too unfair much, there's thing. There's too much sort of opinion and and yeah. What would you call this? Almost it's over. It's vague and overbroad. Yeah, but it's this is this is almost arbitrary. Like a, this is almost like a uh, more like a rant. Like here's this. Yeah. you put a talk yeah. show rant. Well, in the law, they could have eliminated yeah. this. Yeah, and you'd had a you you'd have a more solid law. Yeah, now, you're saying they've now potentially given. The yes. social media's kind of loopholes and yes. outs by, by weakening their own. Uh, they have piece definitely, of and you're absolutely right because this is section one, and it says the legislation legislature finds that's exactly what this is. This was a pol section one is a political rant. That's what section one is. In yeah. uh, if it's unfair, a law, you don't have right. to give your opinions no. about what you think about social media companies. Well, Just but yeah, exactly. Put now what, here's what you are allowed to do. Yeah. Here's what you're not allowed to do. Well, and here's the consequence. But legislative intent is standard, but this is not legislative intent. This is legislative opinion. 
which is really, really a problem because it could, they could just simply say, and, and, and any intent that's in four, five, and six, again, establishes a very bad precedent. So what you have now, JC, in my humble opinion, and I will still stand by this, is reactionary legislation. Because all they had to do was uh, amend and supplement the antitrust section and the uh, what they did with the uh, election campaign sections. They didn't have to go into all of this. Mm-hmm where they established all their opinions and unfairness and all this kind of stuff. So, so this is this is a dangerous precedent to transform private property into publicly government regulated controlled space rather than just stick to the antitrust Trust. contract exactly aspects. Right. So this seem it almost seems like they're trying to throw the whole kitchen sink in there. Let's let's put everything in there that we can so that we can make it stick but you know, you give you give place for appeal or defense. Yeah, you absolutely do. Actors. You do. They, they've given up. They like I said, they've given up. Like they got a little emotion emotionally uh, invested in the issue. Like yep. people get so angry about this stuff. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta step back. Well, and, laws are not supposed to be based right, on emotion. Make it stick with the law about reason. So could have been written much better. Could have been written better. Could have eliminated those sections altogether. But, and I don't even see. We'll and the see way it's written, JC, the way it's written, this whole this whole mess about town square and public utilities and First Amendment protections, like I said, are not only unnecessary, they almost contradict what we established for antitrust. So you believe perhaps in 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 this case, not talking about any specific case, like like the thing in Massachusetts is a you know, has specific elements, but mm-hmm. which we which we could probably talk about at a later date. But in this case, what it's sounding like to me, which I think is the important part for the people, a person who would sue at this point under that law um, could could be in for are going to be in for <laughs> quite a bit of legal wrangling. Yeah. A and, lot and, of, and could be drained and could be drained a tremendous amount of money with no effect. Yeah. yeah, with no effect. And so one of one of the other things that I see coming out of this, because By the way, this I, is... I find that Massachusetts case, Dr. Shiva, uh, really interesting. Yeah. And I hope we will talk about that. I, and you guys yeah. tune in for that later show, because it's really fascinating what's going on yeah. there and how that went down. Yeah. Um, but th- yeah, this is uh, so <clears throat> so it's sort of a mixed bag with this yeah. thing and could be. Could could be well, and the other thing troublesome for a, the other thing that my it. that my mind is my the legal part of my mind is flipping and flopping is this is not national this is just Florida, mm-hmm. so there are going to be ways now that social media is going to contract with their employees to exclude Florida law, mm-hmm. so they'll either make you contract away. If you live in the state of Florida, you must agree to A, B, C, or D and contract away these mm-hmm. statutes, uh, which could be seen to be not enforceable at all or what. So more likely, it may be that, like in Australia, they just stop allowing social media platforms to belong to people who live in Florida. So what the thing will say is, if you live in Florida... Uh, you cannot lawfully contract with us. Mm-hmm. 
So we're not going to contract with you. And then if you end up living in Florida with a social media contract uh, site and you want to sue, then your lawsuit will be negated because by the terms and conditions, you can't have a contract with them in Florida. Oh, yeah. That's Does that right. make sense? I, I remember, yeah, that they people in Australia were were basically locked out, out of, of Google. Uh, yeah. Was it Google? It's one of those things. Some, I don't remember. Something, something yeah, like I remember that. that. Yeah. It was some platform. So yeah. basically try to make a law. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a law that. I don't know exactly like this, but yeah, dealt well, with some platform some way, and they said, okay, well then we won't we won't have the service there. So that could be yep. a problem here, man. That would really backfire um, if Facebook just you know or Twitter or whoever just said, okay, well no Florida accounts. Yeah, and that's not really that's not unusual, JC, because in all kinds of commerce, because of regulations and transportation laws you've bought things before and you've read uh we cannot ship to florida we cannot ship to missouri we cannot ship to whatever state because of the laws of commerce of that state so what they end up doing then is not having commerce in that state because of the state's laws yeah and many many people in chat and i see that guys uh mention about the government funds and that sort of thing this law doesn't address that in any way whatsoever this, What's this, that? Law, this law doesn't get at the companies working on behalf of government no. entities or agencies or taking no. the money or deal with that in any way so we're just talking about what this law yeah and this, specifically well, but this, does not this, what not what the social media companies are in fact doing as right. far as being government agents and taking right. government funds now so this law doesn't doesn't address that. well it does say that if you've been convicted of an antitrust violation you cannot contract with right. the government that's the only mm -hmm. thing that it really says but it but doesn't i mean there's obviously no admittance that they're no, part of the government no, or any no, no, sort no. of thing like that that's outside the scope of our conversation now, what today. i what i wonder is you know if a lawsuit if somebody had the bucks to do it you know perhaps this would open the door to expose that very fact mm -hmm. that once you started in the process and all of this stuff then you then you know you'd be able to bring the lot to light mm -hmm. uh how these social medias are interacting with government and working on behalf mm -hmm. of, of right. portions of government that sort of thing right so yeah yeah so put so potential i mean by the way, it doesn't mean you can't file a lawsuit or won't be successful. No, that. and there will be lawsuits. As you but, said, they but, would have to deal with. Yeah, you're you're going to be faced at some point in the process with dealing with those problematic yeah. areas of the law, uh, just the way that they've written it. Right. Exactly. So there will be lawsuits. There will be yeah. somebody that will sue. And somebody I, I'm suggesting some crowdfunding or some large national a law firm or something. Somebody is going to sue when it, that has deep enough pockets to do it. Uh, but it, but just remember, any lawsuit's a crapshoot, no matter what you do, depending on what court you get in. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's 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 what's going to happen. Now we'll bring up a just mention a piece of history we've mentioned before that I think is enlightening on this issue, um, as far as the antitrust suits go. Mm -hmm. Recall, we, most of us remember uh, Ma Bell, oh, you yeah. know, the big bell mm -hmm. being sued AT&T um, and being split up and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. because, you know, oh, it's antitrust. You're you're too big. You're controlling the market shares, no competition, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so it was a so-called breakup. Mm -hmm. uh, well, 
the original company is now larger and more powerful than it ever was yeah. before the breakup. Because it's easier to corral one goat than it is to corral 400 baby goats. Yeah. The, and that's basically what happens. You the took mother, one and went. Yeah. And then they all grew. And then the mother company slowly bought up mm -hmm. all the subsidiaries over the years. Mm -hmm. And it's practically back to the same, uh, right. the same thing. Right. And so, because yeah. all the antitrust regulations made the, expire after a certain it, period of time it, too. So and it made them very rich. Yes. And very powerful. Very rich. Because they had more diversified streams of, of uh, uh, revenue, right? More diversified streams of revenue. Yeah, so interesting. Yeah. All right. So, JC, is Kamala Harris acting like president of the United States? Yeah, we probably don't have time to go into great detail with it today, but... Um... I kind of Vice President Harris uh, has been un, has basically been conducting unprecedented business uh, in meeting with many many foreign leaders, uh, and Biden has been a, without AWOL. Biden's yep. participation. He's, he's been absent, so it, it is it is unprecedented unprecedented uh, for a vice president to to be. Uh, to be doing the things that she's doing, to be carrying out the duties and functions uh, that she has so far. So maybe because Biden can't travel that far and move around that much. I, my <laughs> gut feeling uh, is they are getting, they are positioning her to be president uh, mm -hmm. either for the next election or uh when Joe Biden expires before his term expires. Yeah. yeah. And so, and it's interesting because, and I think, I feel like backfires on conservatives by doing things the way we do things. So you hear all these conservatives when they said, we're going to send uh, Harris to take care of the border. And then it was nonstop weeks of, oh, you know, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. She hasn't even showed up at the border. Mm -hmm. Well, now what she's going to do is go and meet the president of Mexico mm -hmm. and I think Guatemala directly. So she's going to be meeting directly with these leaders of the nations of Central America mm -hmm. and make a lot of these conservatives mm -hmm. um, look like juvenile fools. So they are really playing their tactics very well. And she, in my estimation, I think she's awful. But as far as the functions that she's involved in, she's now, I would say already, the most powerful vice president uh, that we've had in American what history if, as far JC? as what, she's, what they're putting her in position to do. So what she, if, she's really, she's he's fading and she's really stepping well, into the presidential position. I always think like, like the pathway of least resistance, right? Why would she, or the, or in, in, in a more, you know, 
in a, in a more crude vernacular, why buy the cow if you get the milk for free kind of thing. Why would she need to be president of the United States if she can hide behind the shadow of a president as the vice president and still do all this? But this is thing. She's that's the point. She's not hiding. I well, mean, but I is, mean, but she is, is still somewhat politically protected. She's I'm just well, the vice yeah, president kind of right. thing. That's that's my point. She and can, so she yeah, can yeah, stay yeah. No, like I that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So she's protected from the heat right. by the position. But yet she's she's actually the one more out front, particularly right. in foreign policy. So mm -hmm. foreign policy in particular. Uh, it's just unprecedented, unprecedented that it, it's been tradition from, you know, from George Washington that the president of the United States leads in foreign policy. Well, that's and the president of the United States job. The only job the vice president has is to be the head of the, the Senate when there is a tie and then to to be the replacement for the president if something happens to the president. I mean, constitutionally speaking, that's the only purpose for a vice president. They're not supposed to be presidential B. Yeah. Well, I just, I. Just or mini just, me. Just looking at the trajectory and watching what they're doing. Um, it is my, it is my gut feeling because Biden is, Biden cannot, if he lives, um, he can't run again. He's they're not going to put him up to mm -hmm. run again. So no. because usually you have, oh, it's president. Just, the president just automatically just, runs for a second I term. I feel That's very not crude happen. saying this. I just it feels very callous, but I just don't think he's going to be alive. In well, regardless, years. even if even if not, he, he's not. There's no way they could put him up again. Uh, there's it's not going to happen. So then and then you can't just throw Kamala Harris out. They're, they're not going to do that. Do you think so that enough of the baby boomers are going her. to be gone in four years in the Democrat Party to get Kamala elected? Because I don't believe well, the baby boomers and the union guys well, will elect her. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm just saying what they intend to do as far as running. They will manipulate the rest as best they can. Yeah. But I, I don't think there's any mistaking looking at what they're doing, mm -hmm. um, that they are positioning her. She will be the nominee, uh, probably unchallenged that they put forward mm -hmm. for the next presidential election. So folks better stand up and take notice. Um, Cause I mean, I don't know any other way around it. They're, they're grooming her in a big way. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Well, everybody, this is our big camp meeting week at church. So we have a short episode for you today. I hope you enjoy it. It kind of keeps us a little bit more packed in. Um, when tomorrow, when we come back, we're going to have some really great stuff for you again tomorrow, some First Amendment stuff. Uh, I even had a video that probably uh, you want to come see because it's going to make JC's head explode and you get to hear him rant a little bit more. And Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I will say on the, on the Harris thing, too, she she is the doorway for the radical, the, the radical revolutionaries. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a yes, ma'am. Yes, man. Joe Biden is a puppet. Mm -hmm. Joe, I mean, he's an empty suit and he does what he's told. Mm -hmm. um, Harris, Harris is the doorway for the revolutionary left. There's there's yes. no question about it. She represents that uh, that side. Now, I, right. you know, I know that uh, from her, from from what she did, you know, as when she was prosecutor and attorney general, whatever, whatever she did there that, you know, mm -hmm. it, she didn't demonstrate the, the anti-police agenda that they 
that they espouse. Oh, no. She went out of her way to unlawfully imprison people. But Do you know how many times she was, her cases were thrown out? Yeah, but she does. She's crazy. She does represent the, the revolutionary CRT, um, you know, radical wing mm -hmm. big time. Every time you turn around, she's some other race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. She was meeting with somebody. Uh, I think South. Well, when she met with South Korean um, president, you know, they were talking about. Well, she was the only one that should do that because she's she's Asian. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought she was. I thought they were saying she was. First, she's African. Then she's Jamaican. And then she's Indian. Indian and, and she's Jamaican. Jamaican. And yeah. now they're saying she's the only one that can meet with the South Korean leader because she's Asian. I'm like, I can't keep up. With all the races this lady represents, all the ethnicities Does, that she represents. It's, are they it's saying insanity. that Jamaicans are Asian? I, I have no idea what they're saying. That Jamaica's in the Atlantic, not the Pacific. I, I have no this idea. This is the whole Pacific Islander thing. Maybe I, it's just an Islander thing. I think it's the Indian side. Um, I think that you might get slapped in the face no, if you go I, to India and tell them they're Asian. I'm just saying. Just saying for a yeah. friend. Well, we can ask. <laughs> just, Ask Ankit tonight. We'll ask Ankit tonight. I, <laughs> but that's what that's what the storyline was. Uh, she's she could meet with South Korean president because she's Asian. I mean, yeah. do you really think that the president of South Korea views her as as Asian? Do you really think I, the I, South I Korean so. president cares? Because he sure didn't have any no. trouble meeting with Trump, and Trump does not even look Asian. Do so. you think he appreciated when she? shook his hand and then immediately wiped her hand off after shaking his hand. Do you think he appreciated that? Like, oh, that's okay that she insulted me because she's Asian. Maybe. It's, it's, it's COVID. It's COVID. It's COVID. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we love having you with us. We missed you guys over the weekend. But talk to somebody who is in our classes in southern New Mexico um, and and find out how awesome our classes were because we need to make sure that we are getting this truth out. We have the platform to help you uh, restore America. You know we what? really do. Hey, I got something special for you guys. You, you know what would be amazing? What was that? To have a president and vice president who are Americans. No, yeah, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Hey, guys, check this out. JC's new T-shirt at GodGunsLiberty.com. Look at this. Oh, that was very Midwestern of me. Calm. Uh, welcome to free Florida. There you go, guys. Welcome to free Florida. Then you can get the T-shirt. You have like little kid shirts in there. You've mm -hmm. got adult shirts. Men's shirts, women's shirts. You did the whole gambit with this one, didn't you? MJ. MJ? Yeah, that's uh, if you're a Floridian, man, that's a shirt for you. Not right that. there. Welcome to free Florida. Check all those shirts out. I say even if you're not from Florida and you're going to come here for vacation or you want to come here for vacation, then you need a welcome to free Florida t-shirt. <laughs> So that's GodGunsLiberty.com. I'll just go ahead and I must be really tired, JC. When I get really tired, my Missouri comes out. 
Mm-hmm. I think because because uh, Sunny was talking today, she was making fun of me, and she's saying, "Chris Ann's from Missouri." I said, "No, I'm not. There's nobody from Missouri. Missouri doesn't exist." <laughs> we're we're headed back. Are we headed back to New Mexico? Some we we we're going to be headed back there at some point. I think. I know there were I several no groups idea. talking, and then uh, I have no idea. You said uh, we're headed to Mass mm-hmm. Massachusetts area. Massachusetts in a couple again. Of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we'll Nashua, be in California, Nashua area again. Yes. Nashua. Yes. Yes. But that's all at chrisannhall.com. So yeah. right there on the Check bottom of the, the screen, calendar. guys, right, right there, right there. chrisannhall.com. Check out the calendar. See where we're, I'm go- where we're going to be. Um, so uh, go shine the light. Go to chrisannhall.com and find out. Yeah. Someone was raving about your class in Capitan, apparently. Oh, where is that? Up- John Joyner Jr. Oh, there. Yeah, we had, a, we had a good time there. It was really good. Oh, People yeah. People were fired up. Uh, really inspired, equipped, informed. And it was crazy, JC, because we had so many people. We started at 9 a.m. and we didn't end until 5 p.m. And everybody stayed. Yeah, I much. mean, it was, uh, it, we had maybe a couple people left, but then other people came in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had a consistently full room the entire day. And we had young people and, and middle-aged people. And it was just, it was really, 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 really great. Um, if you, you know, if you keep yeah, up make, with our, make sure you follow, uh, Instagram, Chris yes. Hall, Instagram, I think Facebook as Facebook well and LinkedIn. Yeah, so we, we post everything there, we post the events, the dates and locations, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So that's the best way, the best way to track that is on those social medias. And you can also go to the calendar, obviously. Yeah. Chrisannhall.com calendar and the easy places. The, I think the easiest place is Instagram, but not everybody has Instagram, but you can go to Facebook. And you can go to um, uh, LinkedIn as well. Awesome. That's okay, Randy. Happens <laughs> all the time. Well, I am JC. He is JC. That is for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you tomorrow.